and they don't show up again having smoked before your class. I fell asleep, Professor. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just I got go hungry and then I fell asleep. It's just a Dutch in my hand. I don't know how to yeah. <laughs> So you promised it last episode. Yeah. I got to ask. I grew up in ESPN. I got to know. Give me all of the juicy stories. Drama. I want to hear. I want to hear stories from the South. Wayne Edwards stories, stories from, from the, the South. south. Yeah. Is that its own chapter? Yeah. In the memoirs, yeah, that is going to be yeah. a really, really long chapter. Uh, <laughs> so I'll I'll start it with um, working college football. Working college football was one. If I had to pick. The sports, the great sports that I worked on and what I had most fun at, it was college football and figure skating. Ooh, there's another four. I gotta just ask real quick what is your favorite sport? Just like, what is the big umbrella? Hands down, soccer. Soccer. I am a soccer guy. Gotcha. Yeah, love soccer to death. Um, But figure skating. Figure skating. In college football. Figure skating was fun. <laughs> figure skating was f- fun. We'll get it. We'll 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 get into that. Remind me because okay. I'm, I'm I'm old. I'm over forty, <laughs> so I need that reminder. Siri, make a, a reminder in my phone. Siri, make a reminder. We have a guest with a speckle of gray hair. Siri, <laughs> could you? Uh... Oh yes, Wayne Edwards. We'll I understand do. that. Yeah. <laughs> so college football was great because every week it was it was traveling to different different places. Uh, and for a long time, I was doing the Southeastern Conference. So we're talking Arkansas, Florida. No we're point. talking Mississippi. We're talking Tennessee. You know, all those Southeastern states down there, which being a person coming from the Northeast is like traveling to a different country almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lots of great stories. The one big story that comes to mind was... It was the start of uh, college football season, and our first game was at Mississippi State. Now, this is in Starkville, Mississippi, and the they call it Stark Vegas. But picture, nor, uh, picture uh, northwest part of Mississippi. Uh, we usually travel to Memphis and then drive down, and woods, woods, backwoods. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stayed... Um, in their downtown area, and it was a uh, <laughs> for the listeners at home. Yeah, the little quotes for downtown, right? So it was like uh, it was an uh, one of those old, uh, for lack of a better term, plantation houses that turned into a hotel. Oh boy, okay. it's a hotel. And working down there in the south, ESPN. When you mention those four letters, gets you a lot of things. So the owner of the hotel was so excited that we were staying at his establishment for this game. Y'all, this is a, I'm so happy and I feel so blessed that y'all have come down here to stay at my establishment. Listen, after the game on Saturday, I want y'all to come. I'm going I'm to keep the kitchen open and y'all just come on in and y'all have a drink. You can eat whatever y'all want. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Great. That's cool. The game happens. I was an associate producer at the time, and the producer, um, he was a six eight six nine black guy, used to play for Stanford, mm. and he was the producer. So I learned a lot under him, by the way. Uh, so he and I, you know, we would, you know, we, we were the black guys there, and uh, and we stayed at this hotel. So after the game, we come and. We're mingling, we're drinking and having food and all that good stuff. And one of the workers that was there 
was she she was how can I say this very kindly stereotypical oh no <laughs> oh boy southern <laughs> stereotypical male. yeah let's be cautious here stereotypical yeah, stereotypical oh, we'll, we'll do it like you know clues stereotypical uh, deep south like uh, deep south <laughs> this is like yeah. you know this is like hundred thousand dollar pyramid yeah, exactly. right? yeah, yeah, yeah. mobile home <laughs> yeah. yeah okay now you got it I'll take rice right? for five hundred. What is right? deep south? Yeah, right. Yeah. What is deep south? Yeah, correct. <laughs> so she was getting, you know, she was getting happy and stuff with us as well, and then she disappears. She disappears for about a half hour, forty minutes. Mm-hmm. She comes back. We didn't even think anything of it, uh, and then all shit starts to break loose. We hear a bottle break. Oh boy. And we hear one of the guys, one of the bartenders, no, 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 put that down, put that down. Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm going to stab the shit out of you and all these motherfuckers in here. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and here we go. Whoa. Yeah, and yeah. The, the guy that I was with, um, the producer, he was like, Wayne, we got to do something. I was like, yo, <laughs> you know where we are? <laughs> I ain't doing shit <laughs> down here. You better let this girl figure that shit out for herself because yeah, yeah. I'm not touching no one down here. Yeah. <laughs> Black as my ass is, I am not messing around. He's like, no, 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 shots in the yeah, back. no, we got to stop. We got to, we got to stop. So he gets up, he breaks everything up. Hey, yo, man, yo, you got to calm down. You got to calm down. So he takes her to his room, which was on that first floor to try to calm her down. And, the other folks, the other crew members, we were like, you know what? We better go over by him and make sure everything is cool because the last thing we need is someone saying, you know, right. he said, she said kind yeah, of right. thing. Yep, yep, so yep. we were there and this was like an episode of the Little Rascals where they're all like listening in. We're all listening in yeah. on the on the wall. With the little cups. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure things are going all right. Yeah. And I can, you know, we can hear her inside. I just don't, I just don't feel appreciated. And we're like, oh boy, we got a we got a case here. Yeah. Right? yeah. And they didn't you hear him say, Well but you can't be going you can't be trying to stab people like that, man. That's not right. It's not right. And then we hear a little murmur, a little murmur and then it's Fuck you, you black motherfucker! Oh, I'm fucking no. everyone. And I was like, oh the foot, uh, shit, we gotta fucking open the door and fucking <laughs> save this guy. We gotta yeah. save him. Kick the door. Oh, we gotta okay. save him. So finally open the door. He's trying to drag her out because she is going nuts right now. And we, you know, come to, you know, looking back on it, she was high on something. Um she he was dragging her out. She reaches up, grabs his nuts. Exactly. Oh. The faces that I'm seeing right now was exactly the no, force. I don't want my nuts yeah. grabbed by a meth head. Right. Oh <laughs> was the force of the grab. I was like, oh, shit. I'm saying to myself, you got to kick this girl off, man. You got to just boot, just boot it off. <laughs> yeah. So we all try to pry. <laughs> You pry the vice grip off. That's a team building exercise. Uh, <laughs> the hotel, the hotel guy was like, "Yo, excuse me." He gets up. He drags her. The one who invited you. Right. The okay. owner of the hotel. Yeah. Takes her by the legs. Drags her wheelbarrow style. This is one of his workers. <laughs> this is one of his workers. Okay. Oh, it gets better. Oh my god. Well, what we see is window wall on the bottom so half window half wall we see him dragging her 
Then we see fist, his fist come down, hitting her. Holy and I'm like, shit. holy fucking shit. We, oh. I, I, I just want to go home. I was just clicking my heels <laughs> yeah. three oh my times. Like, this guy, the Fuck owner the <laughs> is beating the shit out of his employer, which is a female, by the way. And I'm like, holy fuck. Someone finally calls the paramedics. The paramedics come. They pick her up. And we're like, man, I look at the clock and I'm like, fuck, it's one o'clock in the morning. Whew. I need another drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. this has yeah. been a hair-raising moment. Got an early flight the next morning. So we take the flight. I get home. And the person that we have contact with you know, uh, that worked the game. We, we hire a lot of locals, but I emailed her. I was like, yo, what happened to, you know, what happened to homegirl? Oh, funny thing happened to her. The paramedics came and it happened to be her uncle. That was a paramedic. And I was like, huh, that's not surprising. Everybody's related somehow. They yeah. did not take her to the hospital. They took her to her house so she can lay on what? the couch and then the next morning she was gone from her house. So no one knew where she was after that. That is not a, a very yeah, effective treatment. Yeah. No, plan. no, yeah. no. I would think you go to the paramedics, pick right. you up. You would go right. to the hospital yeah. or something. But <laughs> right. Sleep I didn't think off. it was like a taxi. Yeah. Have a glass <laughs> of water. <laughs> right. You'll be all right. Right. Yeah. right. But that, that, was, that was crazy. That was one of the craziest moments uh, I, I've ever witnessed. And I just, I still remember going on the plane home like, that shit just happened? That's like a movie. This is, that yeah. is a movie. This did, is crazy. Yeah, did, it's a movie. Did they ever find that girl? I have no idea. Oh, my God. I have no she's idea. just yelling motherfucker at people these days. That's right. that's what she's doing. She's trying to, stabbing people trying with Trying to glass people. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Question. That's right. Would yeah. you go back to that hotel? No. That was a great <laughs> thing about ESPN. Like, the way travel worked, if we weren't happy with the hotel, we could tell the travel department, hey, yeah. don't put us... In this place. Gotcha. That's nice. Right. I, I've yeah. been on, uh, I, I produced a few high school football games and they brought us down to Thibodeau, Louisiana. Now, Thibodeau, Louisiana is exactly how you're looking at me. Like, like <laughs> that Thibodeau, is Louisiana. South. Yeah. That is, it literally that sounds. Is, that is. Yeah. Yeah. South swamps. Gators Bone on the bar, yeah, right. <laughs> that sort of gators shit. and all that and all that stuff. They put us at this hotel. They don't know the type of hotel it is. They just, you know, hey, it's it's cheap. It it's falls got, within our range. It's got four stars. Yeah, right. Four <laughs> four southern stars. Yeah. Four southern. Yeah. <laughs> right? And some bars underneath but it too. We, yeah, get, there. Yeah, so we get there, and it, it's not it's not a hotel. It's a motel. Oh, oh. So and mm. I no. I cringe <laughs> when I travel on outdoor entrances. I don't like those. I don't, I don't, I don't like being in hotel motels where someone from the outside could just kick down your door and and do your thing. But I opened the door, and you guys remember traveling when you were kids to these yeah. types of motels. You open, they're all the same. You open the door and you look straight ahead. It's the double sinks, and then the bathroom is over to the right or the left, and then you have the the twin beds. Right. Open the door. First of all, there's cobwebs Aww. in the corners. Oh boy, red flag. Open the door. <laughs> Must. I was oh, like, I was no. like, oh shit! This is Christ. Oh, no, no. Mothballs? Yeah. <laughs> Started shaking my head. Mm -mm, just not. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't no, like the atmosphere of this motel. Old, yeah. old, old uh, uh, covers on the on the bed, and I'm like, I am not 
crawling in this bed at all, my friend. So I was like, yo, you got to move us. You've got to move us. And I just happened to realize, I just saw there's a Holiday Inn that's like newly built. Yeah, let me check that out and stuff. And so we were able to move move to there but you just don't know when you go to go to these yeah. places you know what to expect and you know what kind of people that you meet yeah it is crazy what is yeah. like the best place that you've gone and you were just like everyone took care of you and you couldn't wait to go uh, back other than the like, waterfall and the moose i think one of the best games done was going to oregon and the university of oregon first of all the, the atmosphere there is absolutely spectacular alton stadium is just loud and the students there really care but we stayed at a great hotel um in oregon and and another reason we like to go to oregon is because when you when you work at espn you have analysts that work with you they have passes to go to the nike employee store Ooh. So that's like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That sounds nice. Exactly. Yeah. We know what was our next week's game? Oregon. Oh shit. Yo, tell the PA to pack an empty bin and just send it <laughs> to the hotel because we're gonna pack all of our Nike shit and yeah. then we're gonna ship it back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yo, awesome. you got it. You got us hooked up. You got us hooked up. Yeah, yeah. I got you. You got you hooked up. You guys, because you have to. You have your name has to be on a list. In order to get there. Right. So once we know and the name's on the list, yo, what do you want? What, you want? You, what size? Size 11? Size, okay, okay. All right, all right. Would you, what, what, so you come with a list and you're just shopping. Damn. Wow. Ooh. It is wonderful. Is it like it a shopping wonderful. spree where you have like 30 minutes and like whatever you could put in your carriage? I wish it was because <laughs> yeah. we would all be running around. Yo, yeah. you, you move out the way, yo. <laughs> right. It would have been great. I can just see yeah. the madness right now. I got a list. Yeah. I got to go to this department. I got to go to this. Right, department. right. Yeah. It's, almost like, yeah, it's almost like drinking and you have a fun time and then by the time the, the total keeps ringing up on the register, you go, yeah. oh, 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 shit. <laughs> ooh, oh, ooh. Oh, yeah, I didn't know not, they can get that high. Not that, <laughs> not that much of a discount. Huh? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even know numbers went that far. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of zeros. Uh, out yeah. there. I don't have uh, all that cash. <laughs> but I what, is your, what is your favorite stadium that you've ever been in? You mentioned the University oh, of that's Oregon. A great, that's a great question. Uh, favorite stadium? Man, Oregon was nice. Uh, man. I mean, when I worked in South Africa... You know, being on a, in a World Cup stadium. Right? What's the difference? Like, what's the main difference, obviously, than like the size? The main difference, like the pageantry about it and the importance about it. Like, the whole world is watching this tournament. Gotcha. And I am at this stadium watching a game that could have some historic significance. And it did, yeah. actually. It was Uruguay versus Ghana. And it was one of the knockout rounds. So there's this player. His name is Luis Suarez. He plays for hey, yeah. Bar- he plays for Barcelona right now. But likes to bite people. Right. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. loves to bite people. Yeah. Yum yum. <laughs> he and Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah. Mike Tyson is repi- retired from biting. So <laughs> Luis Suarez pretty much saved his team because what happened was Ghana had a wide open net and he purposely handballed to parry the shot away because his goalkeeper was out of position. So he got an automatic red card out of the game and a penalty shot for Ghana. Ghana steps up, misses the penalty. They missed it. Mm. They go into extra time. Uruguay goes on to win. And 
Luis Suarez becomes the hero of his country <laughs> for gotcha. purposely handballing. Right. Wow. And I and you see it and you're like, oh shit, this motherfucker just handballed. <laughs> <laughs> he got a red card. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like the next level. Oh shit, they missed it. Yeah. Oh yeah, damn. yeah, oh, my right. God. And then it's like, oh, they won. I can't believe I saw this shit. This is great. Yeah. And then I saw a USA match, which Ooh. was awesome also. You know, because now we're getting into it. Now USA is actually like right. It, we're and, into it, and we're those actually were, taking it seriously. Right, those yeah. were the good good old days with Landon Donovan yeah. and Clint John Dempsey. Bro- oh, John and, Bruce was a little later, but but yeah, I mean they, you know, and they pulled it out. There was controversy, as they say in England, instead of controversy. <laughs> controversy. Uh, Wait, what? That's a new word. Yeah, uh, controversy. Mm, yes. Oh, almost like advertisement. Hmm? Maybe that might help in me what spell meant? it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. I can never yeah. seem to get it quite right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. There was like a phantom foul called on that game uh, that disallowed a USA goal. And it was, you know, everybody was irate in the stands and stuff. But I mean, those, those, those were the fun places to be because now you're watching something of a historic value. It's so not I, just another game. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. I was an associate producer. Do you guys remember? guys may have been young then but the indiana pacers versus the detroit pistons and a brawl ensued malice at the palace malice at the palace i was an associate producer there are you serious in the truck and at the at the arena when that happened so for those that don't know guest of all time (laughs) it was dead serious unbelievable so the day was interesting it was such an interesting day so i got many stories around that so first off, the sideline guy uh, was Jim Gray, mm-hmm. and he was a, he was sideline. he was sick, and he was telling the producer, "I don't think I can make it." And the producer was like, "Oh, come on, man, you can make it. You know, just come on in. It'll be nothing. We'll you know, quick game and out." Right? Yeah. <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> famous last words. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One funny moment I remember was he was giving uh, the start of the second half, and he was doing his report on you know talking to the coaches at halftime but he was standing underneath the basket and they can't start the second half unless he gets off the court so ben wallace he was really big dude comes strolling by hey jim come on man what the fuck and he just kept walking (laughs) jim's like oh okay and 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 back to you guys. <laughs> so they start playing again. Yeah. So now it's late in the game. And the Pistons are up by a lot. And I remember Ben Wallace went uh, to dunk. And Indiana Pacer hard fouled him. Mm-hmm. Just clobbered him. Ben got up, took it. Oh, it was uh, Ron Artest. Ron Artest. It was Ron Artest. Metal World Peace, it. baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. World peace, my ass. Right? <laughs> he started a lot of wars. So he clocks him. Ben pushes him, right? Mm-hmm. And a little scuffle ensues. But then Ron Artest, being Ron Artest, goes to the scorer's table and he lays down on the scorer's table, right? Just showing off. Someone from the stands threw a cup of beer and landed right on him. Oh, my God. He gets up and gets into the stands. Looking at the tape, he went to the wrong person. Yeah, because the guy, oh, you can see the guy right. go, it wasn't me, it wasn't how me. How would you right. know yeah. who it was? How, how could he know be so confident? Yeah. Exactly. How could he know who it was? Because he's looking up and bloop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got free beer. Right. <laughs> I always joke that racism ended 
for three minutes at the palace <laughs> because whites, blacks, everybody got together to beat the shit out of the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> And that's what happened. I wasn't around for this. I honestly have never heard this. You story. gotta Google this. I it is Google. Google. I gotta it see is this video most, now. It is the most wild fight so I've ever seen me. on a court of all time. Of almost in sports, I've almost, almost of all time. The audience yeah. ended up on the court. Yes, everything yeah. spilled out. It spilled. It started in the stands. Okay, spilled out onto the court. They had no to call the game. It. They had to call the game. The gotcha. game was. It was like ten or so seconds left, uh, and they called the game. Okay. I was like, "Fuck it, we can't play after this." You kidding me? Well, you said it wasn't a close game. Anyway, it wasn't a close yeah. game anyway. <laughs> they were throwing right. chairs. Gotcha. It was they were throwing chairs. Oh Jesus and Christ. I don't think this made air, but I remember seeing there, there was a guy on Indiana. His name was Jermaine O'Neal. He was a, a, a legit seven foot guy. Good player. This little pudgy dude came onto the court and started squaring up. Yo. I was like, oh shit, this Duke's can't be good. How much did he drink? This can't be good. Probably. This can't be good. Jermaine O'Neal cocks back. And punches through this kid. Through him. <laughs> like a wet napkin. Out. I was like, oh shit. It's like this Superman is, versus a toddler. And the reason I know that is because after the game was over, they locked down the stadium. Mm-hmm. They locked down the arena. No one could leave. No one could come in. So did everyone get arrested? Like, what the hell? This is what happened. The production truck is outside of the arena. Yeah. Okay. You guys just drove <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. We hear a knock. We hear a knock. Uh-oh. I'm like, no one knocks on a production truck door. What the fuck? Come on in. Auburn Hills Police. They said, we need copies of every yeah. camera angle yep. to give to us. And we had to. We stayed there. We stayed there until at least three in the morning. So now sports becomes news. So poor Jim, who was just going to be in and out, yeah, is yeah. now doing updates on SportsCenter late night. Because yep. <laughs> yeah. you had the four analysts. I think Stephen A. Smith was in there as well. I don't remember uh, the four analysts, but it was just like, this is the most disgusting, appalling piece of behavior we've yep. ever seen. And then there was, I think they cut to a shot of, I was Reggie Miller in a suit, because I don't think he was playing that game. Mm. Reggie Miller in a suit, and there's a cop with his taser like this. Right, right, and he right. looks like he's going to, you can see it, he's got it, he's telling an Indiana Pacer, like, get back or I will tase you. Right, right, and right. And I yeah. was like, oh my, I was like, I think I was, what was it, 2004? Something like that. It I was, was like, was I was ago. young, but yeah. I was like, this is wild yeah, they, yeah. They, it was crazy it was crazy so did who got like in trouble who was like arrested there were there were so fans many. that got arrested there were two indiana ron artest and another guy i think his name was steven jackson they got like an 80 game suspension i mean that was it yeah. was damn, damn. It, it was, was, it, was, yeah. Yeah. It, was wild. it was it was it was major and then at towards the end of the season they played each other again and they so, let that happen. And so ESPN's like, well, we got to hype this up. We got to do this. I'm like, dude, why are you bringing I'm saying to myself, why yeah. are you bringing yeah. this back? But oh, do what you want to fucking do. All right, here we go. 30 second promo. Oh, well, this, well, this is going, yeah. well, this is going on, though. What's happening in the truck? Is oh. everybody just kind of looking at each other? Just First going, of all, we're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then we're trying to tell the director, yo, 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 go to camera six. Go yeah. to camera yeah. six. He's fucking him up. He's yeah. fucking him up. Yo, camera three. Camera three. It becomes a boxing match all of a sudden. Like, everybody that. shut the fuck up so I can call this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I still think you should go to camera three. Yeah, I mean, but I, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing. Did you see oh that guy God. punch through that other yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Right. That, was that was pretty was great. Good. Yeah, yeah. Great shot of that guy getting the shit beaten out of him. Oh yeah, nice gosh. job, Jerry. It was, yeah. it, was it was nuts. That, yeah. It was it was absolutely nuts. I mean, what it would like what are you supposed to do when you go home when your wife goes, How was work, honey? Work was awesome. 
Did you yeah. see the news? <laughs> because that makes national news. Right. Regardless of, yeah. the, you know, that's making, you know, nightly news with Brokaw and shit, you know. Were people like was, calling you who knew that you were at that game? Like my buddies that, you know, at ESPN and stuff. They were yeah. like, oh shit, yo, what was going on? I can't, I got to call you back. It's, it's 3.30 in the morning. I got, I'll call you when I get in. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm still you. dubbing shit. <laughs> 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 all these the camera cops. angles. There's a right. cop over my shoulder right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember. I went to the hotel, quick shower, put on clothes, and off to the airport because we finished so early, and my flight was at like six six a.m. Oh, yeah. or something. Uh, I'm yeah. like, holy fuck! Was Damn. so uh, one of the things that I've kind of noticed when watching like live sports, and now with your perspective, is like, is there the same sort of like not fandom, but is there sort of like if an oh shit moment happens, you're like. Oh my God, that was a that was amazing. You need to cut to that right now. The same way, are you reacting the same way, or are you focused like what you said? I think it was the last episode where you're focused on watching TV. You're 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 focused on documenting what's happening. So, an amazing catch happens. Oh man, that's a great catch. All right, now I know. I'm programmed now. People want to see this, so I better yeah. start lining up my replays. I got to line it up. Okay. So, yo, let me see. We, we call tape machines yeah, different um, letters and colors and stuff. Like, cue up red. Cue up. I love red. Give me X and then uh, give me Y. Okay, here we go. We're going red. We play that replay. All right, X is next. X comes down. You know, that angle comes next. Y. And then that angle happens. All right, let's go to live back. Let's go back to live action. And then the replay goes back to live action. So, always thinking what's happening. What's going to happen next? Wow. Yeah. So it's wow. like a chess game. Always thinking, thinking ahead. You're always thinking, thinking right? Yeah. And it's funny because I do go home sometimes and my wife's like, well, how was the game? The game was great. We had a great production. It was awesome. Who won? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a great question. I got to go back and watch it. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I got to analyze the I do remember I was getting ready for overtime because the game was close. Yeah. <laughs> I was preparing yeah. for overtime. Yeah. But it ended in regulation. Yeah. yeah. She's oh, like, man. I had like $200 on this specific team. So like, you <laughs> need to tell me. Like, Did they go to Ruth Chris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh I mean, ESPN, it sounds like, uh, you know, it was an incredible career, especially being uh, a producer. But I mean, a brawl happening. Did you have moments where you were might, maybe a little bit too close to the action when something was going on? Or were you always kind of separated? Me personally, no, because the, the production truck is always either it's in the loading the dock. Outside. Yeah, loading dock area or mm -hmm. outside of the stadium. Okay. Right. So and you're saying the door is always unlocked. But the door's always unlocked. Yeah. The so, door's always unlocked. So, so, so at some one. point, yeah. So at some point during those college in. football yeah. seasons, you know, when they're all coming out lit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ever worried? Yeah. Let's open this door and see what's going on. Yeah, you're never concerned. <laughs> we're never concerned because we're all, now I've just opened Pandora's box. To, <laughs> yeah. Don't, if you want to have, if you wanna have some fun at a at a at a football game, just go find the the, the truck and just gotta open it up. Big white eighteen wheeler with the sides. Ask for a tour when you open it up. So you know when you're the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Probably the first reaction would be like, "Close that fucking door, the light." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah. So ESPN, huge, huge, massive company. They've gone through some shit. I'm all about the tea. I'm all about like, <laughs> yeah. What is good? Because they've laid off a lot of people. Yeah, like a lot it started of in last. 2013. I was among the first, the first group that that was laid off, and you know. 2013, if we think about it, okay, was the start 
of the streaming. Hmm. Yeah, right? that's right. So here's the deal. You have people that were used to having cable and satellite. And let me take it back a step further. When a satellite or a cable company brings on ESPN, ESPN charges a subscriber fee, right? A, pers- a, a, a charge for each subscriber. So back in the day, it was like a little bit over $7. They were the highest subscribing subscriber fee channel. Yeah. All, <laughs> of, of all time. Because yeah. <laughs> I think the next one was like TNT at like a dollar and something per prescriber. So, Damn. So think about it. This was so, really yeah before Netflix and Hulu. Exactly. And all that came along. So you had no choice but to get cable. And then ESPN was usually part of the first tier of channels. So everyone's paying that seven bucks as part of the, as part of their cable bill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So think about that. So think about. Uh, a cable subscribing uh, a cable company that has <laughs> 20 million viewers right <laughs> so 20 million times seven dollars it's a, I'm no that's a lot of change man <laughs> yeah it's a lot of change then all of a sudden people are like well hold on a second i don't even watch sports why am i paying a subscriber fee for something i don't watch i'm going to start streaming now i like netflix i like hulu yeah right mm-hmm. so now i'm going to ditch cable and satellite and go straight up streaming and save some money, right? I don't think ESPN knew the magnitude of that was happening. Yeah. Because at the same time, when it comes to sports, you have to pay a rights fee to air sports, okay? So here's an example. Monday Night Football. At that time, ESPN paid about a billion dollars for Monday Night Football. One fucking football game a week. A billion dollars. Right? Meanwhile, when we watch CBS and Fox and they do their regional coverage, guess how much they paid in in rights fees? Hundreds of millions. So they didn't go into the billions like ESPN. Yeah. Right? Because ESPN was like, oh, we got the subscriber fee. Man. Right. We got, you know, okay. We've got that good. plus we the got advertising. We've got that money right. coming in. And we've got that, yeah. right? Now, oh shit, wait a minute. People are, people are dropping out. Oh, we're losing, we're losing, oh, we're losing one. And we just renewed. We just renewed Monday Night Football. We just renewed the NBA. We just re- renewed Major League Baseball. That's oh shit. Oh, what are we no. going to do? Right? Well, let's get the list of all. Let's get the list of all the big time earners. And yeah. Start. Oh. They have to save money at some at some point, and then they're being told by Disney to do so because they're owned by Disney. Yeah. So they have to hit a certain mark, and so that's how we see the layoffs happening. Yeah. And it's a shame. It's a shame. But I look at it like, man, if that didn't happen, I would probably still be there. And I was getting kind of plateaued and kind of. Uh, complacent mm-hmm. at yeah. the time, you know, at the, at the tail end, because there was a logjam of sorts when it when it came to kind of moving up to the next level and mm. stuff. And, 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 and truth truth be known, I became jaded about that, and I'm like, fuck this place, man, I'm fucking leave, man. Well, they helped me out. They were <laughs> yeah. like, we heard your thoughts. <laughs> we heard your thoughts. <laughs> we'll help you on that way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, here's a severance package. Like, oh, thank you. I appreciate the severance package. Thank you yeah. very, very much. Yeah. Um, and and so goes on the, the next career. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I've been hearing from my friends that they, they still kind of walk a little bit on eggshells 
because it's not it, it, it's it's not reset yet. Yeah. Wow. Do they have? I, I'm not as familiar with sports I know as you guys, but like, mm. do they have a streaming service now where people can like subscribe to them in a different way? Yes, Are they trying they do. to work around it? Yeah, they have ESPN Plus. Uh, oh, and you got your now. apps too, like right, NFL right, yeah, mobile yeah. app and everything. Right, right. So, and that's another thing too. Now, different leagues are going separate. You know, well, why should we have that network do it when we can do it ourselves? So that's another thing to think about. Uh, but they've tried, you know, talking with my friends, they've changed a lot of things. Not a lot of sport. Before when I was there, it was we traveled. We did the game from a production truck. Now that's been that's been pared down some, and they do shows now where they'll have a skeleton crew, especially college. Some of the colleges, they'll take a skeleton crew, set up six cameras, and then those cameras get beamed back oh, to okay. Bristol. Yep, and they produce the show from Bristol, oh. and they put the announcers down the hall in an announcer booth. Okay, and they save money. Really, that, they save money that way. Holy yep. shit. Yeah. But of course, you know, those big time productions are still done. Yeah. You College know, game. You know, day, on yeah. location yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. right. But now the ancillary things, you know, the freaking Southern Division Mississippi two. Tech. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mayhem exactly. State. Like, yeah. no, nah, man. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Like, you know, SEC Network and, and uh, Longhorn Network, which is an umbrella under ESPN. They, they do this. They do that now to save money. With, yeah. um, you mentioned like certain networks breaking off and doing their own thing with like NFL network and like the baseball network and everything like that. Did that affect ESPN at all? Because I don't know. You I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't, I don't want to say anything that does. All I know is, you know, ESPN has Wednesday night baseball, Thursday night baseball, whatever night, Sunday night baseball and mm -hmm. all that stuff. They have to pay a rights fee for. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I've noticed, especially about all broadcast industries, radio and television, it, it, ever since streaming started, every single new piece of content now is, it's almost like every new piece of content that's born, it's born as a, as a stream. It's born as, you know, like Netflix is pushing their original content and yeah. they own a lot of content, which is funny because a lot of the content that they own and that they have for you was... Uh, broadcast was broadcast on television mm -hmm. and uh, you know now we have Sirius XM which is satellite which is not regulated by the FCC so they can kind of do what they want they make money through subscribers so they don't have to do commercials as you've seen this industry change so much do you think that it's in trouble that the industry itself or do you think it's more that just it's just changing and it's you just changing. have to yeah yeah it's changing it's like any other type of industry that kind of has to hit the reset button right so they have to hit the reset button. I think they're very close to figuring things out. Yeah. So now we got to work with streaming. Now. Right. We and, and it's like it's kind of like either you adapt to the change or you you can't well, right. find a job. Or, right. You know exactly. Like I have people making fun of me. Is ESPN going away? I'm like no, ESPN's not going anywhere. Right. They're not going anywhere. They're fine. You know, just like Disney with their streaming service. Now they're going to pull all of their stuff off of Netflix, exactly. and they're like, "We want a piece of this pie. Exactly. We're going to do it our own way." Exactly. But there, I realized. I mean, they announced that what over a year ago, That's and right. I'm like, "Where the hell is this Disney streaming service that you've been talking about?" Yeah. I see Pocahontas still on Netflix. My, my like, daughter, when I go home. My, you my know? daughter's like, gutted. You like the one living Maddie? On. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but come on, now we. I think for the majority of Americans, they're going to end up buying the 
Disney streaming service. Now you're going to oh, have exactly. Netflix. You're going to have Hulu and you're going to have Disney. Oh, exactly. Or you're going to have whatever the and other And then you're going to realize, are. oh shit, I have to buy and all this shit. And back to I'm, cable. I'm paying as much as I have to It's the same thing, but it, but it is more convenient because you get instead of cable where you kind of have to wait for things. Right. You at certain times. And like, I remember when I was a kid and it's like I would be watching TV or like a, my favorite show with my dad and during commercials, we would run because we had two bathrooms in the house, one on the third floor and one on the on the second floor and when they would run to the bathrooms and we'd bother the hell out of my mom because she was always on the third floor that's where my parents bedroom was was and uh we would run into the bathroom and all of a sudden i would hear it i would hear the uh and i would like yell from the bathroom i'd be like dad it's back on it's back on just run right. back run back i was like we can't miss it because you know because it would start playing and then you would miss it and really because when i was growing up in uh, in the 90s there was no way that you could replay it yeah, or you, you know you play it T-Bow that, that was, was just it. about to start yeah you know. TV, and even that was expensive that was luxurious you were like yeah it was. i can tape it was my fucking record i can i can rewind i can, rewind. I can, rewind. I can remember skip the commercials you guys remember pop quiz most t-vode moment do you know what it was no most t-vode most most t-vode t-vode moment. Moment. the most the best moment where people were like oh shit i gotta see that again and went you know and, and yeah yeah it up. Well, i'm trying to like run yeah, over major events and everything give a guess is it the give a guess give a guess give a guess uh, I don't know if it's around the same time. Super Bowl performance with Jan Jackson? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. How, how can yes. I not yes. think that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that my was, God. At that time, that was the most TiVo'd moment. They were like, oh, whoa. We got to see Jan, that again. Yeah. 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 Oh, damn. That was pasties. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Oh Just Timberlake, you'll forever <laughs> live in infamy. How dare you? How dare you right. slander Janet Jackson's good You ain't wearing yeah. pasties if you don't think something's about to come exactly. out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Just yeah. saying. Looking yeah. at you, Janet. Uh, yep. <laughs> Justin over there acting a, you like you didn't have scheming. anything to do with it. Come on yeah. now. Right. That's, you know, I want people to start, you know, when they hear these political news and all these weird stories, just think about how this stuff came along. Like, now, let's take that Janet Jackson moment for a second. These cats were, you know, Justin, I think we should really, really make a splash if you were to kind of reach for my breast and pretend that I had a malfunction. What you talking about, Janet? I'm just saying, I I, I just think it would be a great moment. Um, (laughs) I'll wear wear pasties and you, you, you just remember... Okay. Oh, okay. That sounds good. I, I, I'll make it look like it was it was a malfunction. We can say that. We'll, we'll say that. Okay. Bet. Let's do it. <laughs> two, three, two, one. Break. Right. Because <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You're right. If that was a, if they didn't know that was gonna happen, it she totally. wouldn't be wearing no pasties. Yeah. Coming from a producer standpoint, though, when that moment happened, what was that producer thinking at at that? Time. Or do you think that they were well aware that it was going to happen? Were they in on That's it? That's a great question. I don't know. Because the lights, you if know, they weren't all aware went out, on it. and then the, the stage went black. All I can say is this. Those things are rehearsed. The boo? Okay? No, no, no. The, <laughs> just the, the performance. The performance. Boo okay. rehearsals okay. So, on Tuesday. So that could have been rehearsed if the producer knew about it. Okay. Right? We're going to use this camera for the boo pop. Because wouldn't you right. want like kind of like not a super close up, but you also don't want to be like hanging back. Right. Exactly. You want to get, you know, you, you, you want, want to, you want all the crevices and shit. <laughs> right. So the action. So you do want a close up. Okay. <laughs> right. But all I can say is they rehearse that stuff night in and night out before the actual performance. 
Whether or not that was a surprise, I don't know. We had to be in that truck at the time. Ah. But if that was a surprise, it would have been like, oh, shit. I really need to know. (laughs) Was that a boob? I think I I just saw a boob. (laughs) I remember Meanwhile, you got an old guy in the network. That's a nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the two teams that were playing in that specific game? No. Because I I think, I want to guess that it had to do with the Patriots. Because in my house, we're strictly against... Patriots and any Boston team. That's mm-hmm. just how I was raised. So I know for a fact that game, uh, what year was it? 2004? 2004 so I was 12 yeah. and I was into the halftime show, but I really did not know anything about football. I didn't care about football. And if my family's not going to be watching the Super Bowl, guess what? I'm going to go downstairs to the, the really crappy TV that no one's watching. <laughs> and I boop, boop, boop. It was actually one of those televisions from like the 50s where oh, you yeah. had to do the dial on oh, the actual yeah. television. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like it might have nice. had little, at one point, the little uh, alien the and that was thing. it. Yeah. yeah. Channel 13, that was it. <laughs> right, right. But I had the Super Bowl, okay? Right. I had the game that I wanted to watch and I knew when halftime was coming mm-hmm. and I went downstairs and I remember specifically I was alone by myself and that happened and I was like... Did that shit just happen? Did that just yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that just... And I really... I didn't know until the next day with the news because social media wasn't right. a thing and everything and I couldn't rewind it on a crappy 1950s <laughs> yeah, television. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I remember Barely seriously being the channel like... on that thing. Whoa. So the, I think I just saw something in history and the, I did. That's great that you mentioned that because the first thing when you... Google Janet Jackson Super Bowl. There are articles that are still getting written written about that Super Bowl. What really happened in Nipplegate? <laughs> Wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Oh my god! Like you wow. still get that, and like you said, if it was staged, I mean, damn, you have created one of, if not the most iconic Super Bowl performance. She, with after, with all that time. performance, yeah. Yeah. I think Better Janet, than five one. like she put to rest her '80s <laughs> career. Like yeah, to me in the, that, this other generation, too. I didn't know anything about that way right. back when. All I knew was that song uh, "All for You" uh-huh. that she had uh-huh. because that was that CD with where she was in the white blanket or whatever. Right. I was like, right. "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, who yeah. is this? Who is this pop oh, artist?" That's how, how that? I knew her. I didn't know her as like you know back uh-huh. in the '80s and every, my my parents just didn't listen to Janet Jackson. So right. I saw her on stage with Justin Timberlake. I'm like, "Yeah, pop music! Like, woohoo, Janet!" Mm-hmm. I was so just becoming pop, a friend. <laughs> Yeah. So I didn't even know who she I mean I knew who she was but like I had no idea the extent yeah. of her career and it I mean I don't want to say it ended with the boob but I mean I haven't honestly heard it too a little much. It always a bit. ends at the boob. <laughs> <laughs> a little jump start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did she come out with an album after that? I think like really she was like peace out. I want to go out on <laughs> yeah. this note. Everyone's talking about me. I, I got my boob out. out. <laughs> it wasn't super saggy. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Bam. It wasn't super <laughs> you, saggy. You, you got to get that nip slip out before it gets super <laughs> saggy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh it's like gosh. you got to eat the pancakes before the syrup starts to get a little bit you know soggy. So I know you mentioned about figure skating. Yes, yes, yes. So I was assigned figure skating, and my friends were making fun of me at the day. "Ah, You got motherfucking figure skating. (laughs) And I'm like, hold on, everybody. Last laugh is on Wayno here. Because now I was single at the time. World travel. We're talking. The stop. We first do Skate America, then Skate Canada, then you go off to Paris, Ooh. then oh, nice. you go off, then you go to Saint Petersburg, Russia, then you go to Japan, wow. then you go to Germany. So you see the world, go, right? Damn. All be all on that being on that particular production. What and period that of time? Was, this was when I think I want to say two 
2001. I want to say that. Um, for a few years. For It was just one season. Oh, okay. It was just one okay. season. And this was when ESPN and ABC were still stepchildren uh, in the Disney family. So <laughs> ABC had their wide world of sports figure skating with uh, Peggy Fleming and and uh, Dick Button and those guys. You know, so I was working with those folks. But then ESPN, we so my role there was to take what ABC produced, cut it down, and create an ESPN show from it. And so, and I would have to kind of beam that stuff back to Bristol to put to, to a person to, to edit things together. So let's say I'm in Paris and the, the competition ends at midnight, right? Well, that's uh, five in the, that's six in the morning for United States. So I'm in this little production, you know, scrolling. Okay, here's, uh, here's Sasha Cohen's performance boop and i play it and it plays out and all that stuff so they can put the show together somewhere else but i was single the folks that worked on figure skating were ex-figure skaters ah so mm. yes interesting indeed nothing over here no no <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just naive um, i'm all good <laughs> what nothing happened did they teach yeah. you about figure skating <laughs> dude i learned about sow cows uh, <laughs> twizzles <laughs> lifts. I, learned, I learned everything list but it was it was a great season of just seeing culture week after week of seeing culture being in st petersburg i mean talk about being who the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, he's a black guy, and he's wearing this red X Games jacket. He sticks out like a sore thumb in this gray white area of St. Petersburg. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, but that it was. It was just so much fun. It was yeah. so much fun doing that. And I and I look back and I'm like, man, that was great. That was great. It was a great time. It, yeah. It was. An, it was an awesome time learning that stuff, getting the knowledge uh, of TV production, and in the same time, culture, seeing and meeting new people, different people. And yeah. it was just wonderful. It was wonderful. And you said 2001-ish? One-ish. So right, I would right. say, if anything, travel then mm -hmm. had to have been kind of wild with 9-11 and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was. Now, I remember being on skiing I was I was assigned to skiing and it was right before right before the other so nine eleven was two thousand one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right? So I was in Park City, Utah, about to interview Peekaboo Street. Nine eleven happened. My mom calls me and it's like I'm in Utah, so it's like six AM in the morning. She calls me, it's like, You got turn on the TV right now. And I turn it on and I'm seeing World Trade Center just go down. Hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. So obviously, you know, called Peekaboo. Hey, we got to, you know, she's like, yes, definitely. Great call, Wayne. Right, yeah. You know, let's meet tomorrow or something like yeah. that. But that Sunday, I was on a flight back. Okay. Wow. So I'm sitting in the plane and I have to go to the bath. I am raging have to go to the bathroom big time and i'm just waiting for the seatbelt to just the seatbelt side to <laughs> bing, yeah so i can get up and go yeah seatbelt sign bing, get up. i get up really quick i have never seen people like i'm sitting i'm sitting in first class and you know all the business <laughs> reading the paper and stuff i've never seen all papers go 
<laughs> and just look what yeah, is this yeah, guy yeah. doing he's going up to the cockpit what the fuck is going on <sighs> yeah but like, wow. and i stopped and i go hey everybody i'm just going to the bathroom <laughs> Wild. <laughs> and i went to the bathroom yeah it was crazy but they all wanted to crazy. know they were happy oh, that exactly. you made everybody, the announcement every, yeah. yes, oh my, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much because everybody was you know because everyone heard what happened you know yeah, yeah. and you know Night, the, flight the, the 93 Pennsylvania, and, right yeah, exactly and everything like that so I was like man y'all don't don't come out man I just gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> I just gotta pee I just gotta pee and being in television I've mastered going to the bathroom in two minutes and 30 seconds it's a skill it is right yeah I know exactly right. how long right. the hallway is in the radio station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got you got to know. Yes. We got it down to the steps. We got it down to the arm movement of the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It literally becomes a six sense and you're keeping time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep, yeah, yeah. You keep wash my time hands. One thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, four one thousand. Then you start talking to your privates. Yo, you got to push that shit out. You're about to not have time for soap. Yeah, yeah. Rinse and out. Put on your belt. You can't get out. Listen, cut the shit, man. Okay. Listen, we gotta get back. Yeah, right your now. flies open. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Oh my god. Are there are there certain skills that you kind of like had to adapt to over time? So you know, for example, being able to go to the bathroom and like understand <laughs> timing so well. Uh, I know timing, the ability. Yeah. yeah, the ability to kind of like see every single shot when you're watching a game with your friends. Are there other skills that you learned where you almost like can't unlearn it? Like it's embedded. Can't in Can't unlearn it. I can't yeah. unlearn watching watching sports and either criticizing or giving kudos to you know oh dude that took a lot of shit right there for the producer to do that was i know that'd be that, great I if you could call happened. them and go right. like hey good job right 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 <laughs> yeah, there's some yeah. i do know i mean some right. i do know um the nbc guy that does um sunday night uh football uh his name is fred Gadelli, and he used to be at espn mm. when i was there and he was great you talk about a person a leader that motivates people he, you know, from, you know, New York, New Jersey area. So he's got that accent. And I remember, you know, being with him. He was like, hey, listen, 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 wait, wait, wait. You tell them they work for us and they better get their shit together <laughs> and get it done and get it done right. Oh, oh wait. okay. All right. I'm, uh, hey, okay. I'm, 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 I'm on it. I'm on it. Right. And you learn from folks like him. You learn from. Uh, the producer I worked with uh, at uh, Mississippi State <laughs> getting his nuts viced. Um, we learned not to do that. Right. We learned, yeah, yeah. We learned do not bring anyone in the South into a room by themselves with you. Don't don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but you you learn those nuances and then you you develop your own leadership style pretty much. Yeah. And so. Do you, do you find that your employees were were supportive? The people who you would who you would manage, who you would direct, they were supportive of your leadership style. They liked it. I don't know. I don't know. Really? Well, they had to follow directions anyway. So right, they don't have a choice. <laughs> right. Yeah. They didn't have a choice. So, and that was the funny thing about coming from there. Uh, there was a log jam because so we kind of found ourselves like if I'm producer, I would have another peer that would I would have to tell them what to do and vice versa and after it's almost like drugs after you've had a taste of you being the leader and the adrenaline rush and you all want stuff that. yeah you want to keep doing that you don't want to have to keep going back down to oh now i gotta follow directions again oh, right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah right? the high of power i wouldn't have done it that way yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> right, right. right oh wow right so there's that but 
I, I mean, I, you know, the, the folks that are there now, I mean, I wish them well, you know, and I tell people now who want to go to ESPN, I was like, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. But make sure you're getting what you want to get out of your career. If you're at a point now where you're at ESPN and you've gotten what you needed and you want more and you can't get more there, it's time to go. Yeah. Mm. It's time to go. So. It's, it's, that's, that's a dangerous that's a dangerous thing is staying get even after that. Yeah, that's, you get that is correct. Because we've known people in radio before who, and I'm looking at Christian especially, <laughs> who have been at a certain establishment for such a long time and you look at their life and you, you wonder if they actually have friends, if they actually have friend, uh, family, if they have anything, and you find out that they've kind of been... Uh, just live in this same lifestyle since day one. Mm. And they're in this exact same job for like 40 years doing the same thing. It doesn't even matter if you have director in that name of, uh, in that, in that job title for that 40 years Mm -hmm. thing is you've been doing it for that long. And it's the same thing every time, the same thing every day. And it really seems like almost like it was a blessing in disguise. You having to move around from, one place to the other. Right. Do you feel like you grew more because you didn't get too complacent? You, you know, you I mean, again, I got around. complacent at the end. I did get complacent at the end and okay. frustrated at the end because I couldn't move up. I, cu- I couldn't yeah. move up. Were you planning was, on leaving? I was planning on leaving. It was interesting because my desk was empty. Like I was like, Fuck, really? I'm, bringing, I'm bringing all my shit home and I'm starting to look for stuff and, you know, yeah. and then the moment where I got laid off was crazy because... My boss came to my desk and she had the look of death. And I'm like, oh, shit. Mm, All right, let's go. All right, let's go. Let's go get it taken care of. You know? Yeah. So what happens after you? You've been working for ESPN when you got laid off. How how many years have you been working for ESPN? Over 15. Over 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you know. And it goes by fast. It goes by fast because when you work seasons, it takes you from one year to the next year. Yeah. You. You know, you miss important things. Um, you know, I remember missing my daughter's birthdays uh, just because I had to. I had to work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now, now it's like I'm free. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like the so. next day, you know, I, I'm sure other people listening to the podcast, <laughs> like, what do you do to start rebuilding? Like, were right. you yeah. in a panic? 50, or? Fifteen right. years go by, and then all of a sudden, ends. Like, what was going through your head right. the day right after? So before I get into the day after, the day of, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm in a college football meeting and, I t- and we take a break and I go to my desk and there's my boss and like I said, you know, look of death and we go and I don't even, I don't even stay. I just go home. I go home after that. Mm-hmm. So I pull in. My wife's like, what are you doing home so early? We got to talk. Just got laid off. So it's like, well, what are, what are we going to do now? I, well, I don't know yet. I just need to, you know, figure things out. Because at this point in time, we've had a house built, um, custom house built, lived on a great cul-de-sac in Cromwell with great folks. And I'm like, I think we may lose this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know how long I'm going to be out of a job for. And then the next day, it's like not getting sleep because now you're constantly thinking what's next. 
Uh, and now at this point in time, you know, we've got two kids now, you know, my son, my son's born by now. And there was a moment being in our closet crying in the closet, wow. not really? knowing what the hell is going to happen. Whoa. There's a feeling of anger. There's a feeling of resentment because you feel like the rug has just been pulled out from under you. Right. Now, granted, I wanted to leave in the first place. Yeah. But you wanted to do it on your own terms. My terms. Yeah. Right. Right. You had, right. you had yeah. a better, you had a good job, that sort of That's thing. That's right. Up. I yeah. wanted to be like, hey, I'm giving my two weeks. Right. But no, it's, it's not like that. Um, great. We got a sever. I got a severance. Okay. Wonderful. But at that point in time, Bridget, my wife, she had stopped working at ESPN because she was at ESPN as well. Oh, but she really? had stopped working after we had our second child, so she can you know be home, take care, you know, be home children. with the kids and yeah, stuff, right? And that's what she wanted to do. So I'm like, yeah, we could we could pull that off. Well, not now. So now we got to think on what's going on. And then the back nine network thing happened, yeah, but that didn't last too long. So now I knew at that point, six months after, we got to sell this house. Damn, got to sell the house. Because there's no way we can keep it. I don't know when. That's the thing. You don't know when that next job is coming. It could be a couple of months. It could be a couple of years. We don't know. Yeah. So we used the severance money. We used the money from the sale of the house. Here's the silver lining in all those things. We are debt free. So we paid up all the credit amazing. card that's debt. Yeah. You got, you got, you got rid of stuff. everything. Yeah. Got rid of all yeah. that stuff. You want nothing hanging over your head. That's right. And then we rented a condo for, I think it was a good three years. We were in a condo. We had just we just recently moved um, to Southington um, last, last year. But we were in a condo, a two-bedroom condo. The kids are sleeping in bunk beds. You know, I got, you know, I got one girl going through, you know, <laughs> going through adolescence and yeah. then the other, I got a toddler and they're all, they're sleeping in the same room. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Time to go now. We got, you know, once we get enough money, we can move ahead. So you take a couple of steps back to move forward again. Right. Mm. Yeah. But being laid off is the worst thing in the world. It is the worst thing in the world. Well, I have to say, you give a tremendous amount of hope and inspiration for the people who, you know, who could be going through that right now, right. who could, you know, in a month or so, but it all works out. You yeah. get a good head on your shoulders and, you, you know, you figure it out. Right. And that's right. amazing to see that it can be done. So, right. like, for the youth who's so afraid of failure and, you know, afraid of getting that rug pulled out from underneath, it's like, you do, you just have to, I guess keep going forward and yeah, that's exactly. what you did and you ended up rebuilding right yeah and, and doing it on your terms right. and making it happen so yeah. that you can live a happy life with your family again like yeah. that's so that's amazing to that's why i was wanting to know the answer to that question so badly mm -hmm. yeah. you know because i know our generation millennials especially have such a hard time with like with getting the rug pulled out from underneath them or, or thinking that failure is the end all and then, okay, well, I guess ESPN fired me. I'll never work in sports again. Right. Or right, you know right, what right. I mean? Or, mm -hmm. or I won't get to do my passion again. But that's I, clearly not the truth here. So. Right. No. There's it's always, awesome to see. It's, it's yeah. about figuring it out, I think. It's that's literally right. just, you can't ever think that shit's not going to hit the fan. You always have to be aware of, listen, I have been at this establishment for 15 years but it doesn't matter. Tomorrow, my boss can come in, walk in and say, we have to let you go. That's right. And the yeah. thing is, 
you were so talented, so skilled, had an incredible career there. And literally sometimes it just, people need to be aware. Sometimes it's, it really is. It's one of those situations where when an employer or when a, a relationship says, uh, it's, it's not you, it's me. There are times where they're telling the truth. And in that case, it's literally just, right. it was financial. Yeah, it right. was it just, we, right. we got fucked. Line. Listen, like, ESPN lost a lot of great people. They had they're, to. Right, I mean, they're like, they're, I mean, there's people, I mean, I'm just me, but I mean, there were people that I looked up to and learned a hell of a lot from. They were gone just like that as well. Yeah. Crazy. And they, I, I don't know, did, have you talked to them? Have they rebuilt just the same way? Yeah, a couple of folks went back, in, went into teaching as well. Great. Um, I have a colleague, he, he's at Quinnipiac. That's awesome. He's teaching in Quip, Quip, you know, Quip, how are you fucking Quip, yeah. <laughs> Quip, you know, Quip, 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 I got to do it English style. Like Quip, advertisement. Quip, 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 controversy. Yeah. Quinnipiac. Yeah. But yeah, and we talk to each other all the time. Hey, how's your class doing? It's going great. How are you doing? Oh, great. So what yeah. are you doing? Right? And it was almost you're like right. you're in the field again because now you're sharing you know, you're you're sharing things that you do with others because the common goal is to see these students succeed. Yeah, that's the thing is to to see them grow, to see them succeed, and that's why I think maybe this is this is something that can be argued. I think the number one skill that is probably the most important, but the toughest to teach, is how to get up after failure, how to adapt. Because you just have to. Because did you learn, you know, and this is one of those questions that I, I already know the answer to. Did they have a class in school called, hey, when shit hits the fan and you get fired, <laughs> how do you create a savings account? Do you sell this right, house right. in order to create a savings account large enough so that you can survive for a couple of years while you search for a job and not, you know, starve? Like, right. Hell there's, no. There, there's, there's no class for that. No, there's not. And adapting is, I mean, it really is everything. Because it happens, it happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things. I don't like seeing when, especially personalities in our field in broadcasting, whether it's TV or, or radio, when you see a personality and their head gets a little too big. I think egos egos can get big to the point where it's almost like they they they, deser- they do deserve it. They do deserve it because they've worked extremely hard to build that empire of their show. But then it becomes so big that you're like, you need to calm down because yeah. Does anyone does oh. like really earn an ego though? Like I think well more, <laughs> like, more so more so they're right to got say no Emmys. yeah got no Emmys. <laughs> yeah just saying yeah I'm just saying you know there are, yeah, there right. were some on air announcers that were like listen but like you never you need wanna, to calm down you don't want to meet that person like okay for example like. Beyonce, right, has earned an ego, I guess, like you could say. She's won a, a well, to an extent, award, an ego, but, not in the way that she can be rude or mean right, to people. Right, but that's what right, I mean. So right, if I was right, to meet right. her I've and all of a sudden she did success. that, then I would be like, right. absolutely, you don't, you, you know, you still have to be a good person, I guess. I don't right. know. Having an she ego. Can, she can turn down a photo, person. but she can't say, like, I hate everything about you. Yeah, or she also <laughs> can't. I, I wish I, you never existed. I also hate when I see, like, famous celebrities, like, you know, whoever, like musicians, and they'll show up like two hours late to an interview yeah, and the interviewer yeah. will just say what the hell and they say uh, I'm so and so how fucking I can show up when I want like no yeah. you can't <laughs> right. you really right. I guess can't that's what I, I was thinking I get that right. you were platinum you went platinum last year but you still have to fucking show up on I know, time I know a few of those <laughs> right. yeah, you're affecting yeah, yeah, yeah. all of our schedules right here. it's right. you know you're inconveniencing us and you know in the whole uh, oh you're lucky uh, I'm here no you're lucky I didn't cancel Right. Because you're two hours late. Right. And uh, I think that the ego can be even more dangerous because they think they're invincible. 
Yes. Yes. That feeling of being invincible, and I've tried it, and it's funny, we were just talking about, uh, me and Alyssa and Christian were just talking about uh, uh, somebody who, who, we're, who we're, uh dealing with right now who's already, not even deservedly so, starting to get a little bit of an ego, um, and we're helping this person out, and it's like, you kind of want to tell them or, or share with the students, like, it's okay to be confident, that's fine, but right. if somebody does something for you, I don't give a shit if it's an intern bringing you a coffee. You thank them. Right. You don't say, right. oh, it's your job. That doesn't mean you don't thank people. You know what? It's a firefighter's job <laughs> right, to come right. in and right. stop a fire and save people. That doesn't mean you get to look at them and say, oh, it's your job. Fucking thank. They saved your family's life. They saved your puppy, your your newborn right. puppy from a burning house. You know, that it, just tells you they haven't gone through the trenches, man. Through the, through the trenches. You, right. you think like, we, yeah, you know, they've just been put in this position. They didn't work their way. Yeah. You know, to where they are now, because you got to be grateful of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I started as a production assistant and, you know, worked my way up. That's right. You know, so it's like, so when I work with other production assistants, it's like, yo, great job. Yeah. Because that's what you would have wanted to, that's what you would have wanted to hear. Exactly. When I was first in the business, it was, I call it the MF days, because Mm -hmm. when you didn't do something right for the producer, you got, you Got MF'd. Motherfucker, yep. what kind of shit? Read a paper. Get the stats right. <laughs> and you're like, okay, all right, all right, great. Yeah. And I was always saying to myself, I will not treat the people on my crew that way. Never yeah, in a million so good. years. I love because that. they're freaking. They're doing. What, what are they? Again, we go to the conversation. You know what? Wayne's production. I think we should sabotage that shit. We should have some like wrong spellings and shit. Like no one cons- has a conspiracy against someone. They're, everyone is busting their ass to put yeah. the best show on the air. If a mistake happens, a mistake happens, and we move on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You keep. Ha- you can never right. stop. Right. Not. Not in media it's production. It's okay to reprimand. Hey, hey, just make sure that make sure that shit don't happen again. Yeah. Let's move on. And yep. there we go. Yeah. It's always like you like so, you said, moving on to the next thing. Right. Always thinking of the next thing. Right. Yeah. You can't and the dwell people on who care about their job enough will respect the reprimand enough to be like, oh, I shouldn't have did that. Yeah. Right. And then to be able to pick themselves right back up. Okay. But you know what? What they want me to do right now is just my best. Mm-hmm. So let me yeah. just trudge forward now with exactly. my best. Exactly. Producer Edward says, keep going. I'm going to keep going. You know? I think that's uh, that's keep something. To say. Yeah, keep I might, going. Yeah. I might end it MF at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like your little when you whisper when you when you whisper the MF. Keep going, motherfucker. motherfucker. That's it. <laughs> what was that? What was that, producer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 nothing, 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 nothing. nothing. You know what I said? Continue. Don't make me ram. ram, ram. Do I look like the person who wants to reprimand you twice? <laughs> right. There's been some funny moments where people didn't realize their mic was on and they start. You know, oh. motherfucker people in the like, day. Hey, turn your mic off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for calling me that. Yeah. <laughs> and to you and your fine family as well. Thank yeah, you. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for insulting my mother on the air. That was really great. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I even had a moment when I was training to become a, a producer, and uh, Christian was one of the ones who, uh, who helped train me. But this was another producer who was training me at the time, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that when I was getting trained, he left the mics on when we were talking to each other. Oh. And it was like, it was a live broadcast. So we were controlling the board, mm. but we had to communicate with the talent who was, who was offsite. And our talent, by the way, was, uh, was, it was Brad Davis. So he was this 80 year old guy in his eighties, <laughs> a legend in Connecticut, a broadcasting legend, but still in his eighties. So it's uh. like, you had to repeat things to him and say, you need to wrap up this break. You need to wrap up, wrap up this break, wrap up this break, wrap up this break. Yeah. Okay. We missed an entire commercial stop set. All right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> 
let's just move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were, um, we didn't really say anything too, too bad, but we left our microphones on after he had went out of the break and uh, we were on a commercial stop set. And usually the funny thing is, is that when you go over the air, when commercials are playing, it's almost this weird thing where listeners try to tune in more That's because right. <laughs> it's almost like when you have a door closed and you hear somebody on the other side of the door and it's muffled. You're, you're like, like right. what, are what, they what, what are they saying? What are they saying right, right. now? <laughs> we got call after call after call for 10 minutes of people saying, you guys are on the air right now. And we were literally uh-huh. talking about the engineer, I think, who I was just, on site. I would just like to state I was not a part of this. <laughs> You're not a part I of this. I was not I there that day. I don't work there anymore. I'm being a little bit me. <laughs> I had since got moved out. Yeah, he I was. got moved out due to his site. I was, do not yeah. condone this. He was, the, the engineer was off site with him. And we, we were maybe a little frustrated with him that day because honestly, he, the way he treats people, he does kind of treat you like a five-year-old. You know, those mm. engineers are people mm-hmm. who especially work in broadcasting who understand the technology technology right right like they understand more than just how the camera yeah. works they understand how to take it apart and, and he kind of treated if you don't get it then it's like well oh you're a dumb fuck? child like, right. You right. Know? Right. right which which is kind of it's you disrespectful it's like you need to be understanding that we don't have en- degrees in engineering right. we just don't get it and he was really on us this day this day and we were kind of uh we, we were <laughs> talking about him over the air <laughs> and guess who was the one who told us that our mics were on uh after <laughs> after, after everybody had called in we already turned our mics off and he called in and he goes he we pick up the phone and we just pick it up and go, your mics are on. And then he, hung, and then he hangs up. Yeah. And then we put it up and we just kind of look at each other and we're like, do, do we move on? What do we do? Do, yeah. do, we, do we stop the show? You see that hotline do, in the studio. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah. Do, we, do, we, do we quit right now? Do we, we now do take we some go more home? calls? Yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah, yeah, that's right. Fifth caller. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's always such a terrifying feeling, especially oh when you're gosh. live on the air. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. It's every single second, too. You're always so scared because you know it's broadcasting live. And though some in some, well, in a lot of cases, especially radio, we have a delay in television. Do they also have the 10 second delay in case you yeah, need to cut something? You don't have a delay. You don't have a delay. I don't have a delay. No delay. You should have a delay. Listen, get your shit together. I ain't got okay. no mistakes. Okay. Local, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Local, local listen, fuck on the air. Deflate your ego. We just talked about how dangerous it is. Okay. Listen, I was just kidding. I have to say too, and it was a challenge for me because I wasn't always the host of the morning show. I was the co-host, so I took for granted for a lot of years you know just not having to to realize i mean i knew how to run the morning show for like when he went on vacation and stuff but it's a lot of button pushing and like you said you got to know what's coming next before you do it and you also as now just the solo host you've got to come up with what you're saying while you're also getting the things ready pressing buttons right right. so and i at first totally not ready for that because (laughs) i I didn't know i I mean i was given two weeks notice and i'm like oh my gosh okay this is happening now this is me and i've got to learn all this like (laughs) a little bit more advanced than what I thought I knew. But yeah, no, of course there's bucket loads of, you know, uh, mistakes, but that I think is part of the beauty in local radio. Mm -hmm. And I try not to beat myself up too much when I'm doing a break and I mess up because one, I know they're entertained totally entertain the listeners are and two i totally am like this is what 
makes it live they can that's hear right. it yeah. that's right and that's part of the beauty in it so that's it what is. I, and what, it's exciting it's at a very addicting adrenaline rush like it is if i fuck up like that there's the nerves with i fu- if i fuck Living up it's happening but if i also do well that's also live and it's yeah. more impressive that oh, it's not you hit pre-planned that post, the, man. Ooh, and you got i slam my my headphones down on the table and i've been like Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a call. You're like, right uh, your mic is on. Your mic is on. <laughs> you went from killing it to fire <laughs> in less than ten seconds in a, in a, in a snap. Yeah, right. yeah, you were just as fast as a Lamborghini exactly. with a fuck up. <laughs> yeah. But that's what the again the brilliance in it is that yeah. it's it's so live, crashing down yeah. at any moment. Right. Yeah, right. I, 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 yeah, I like it too, and 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 you know it does also Fine. translate to to the teaching portion of things it when does, you show yeah. them the uh the excitement part of it and again this is a, why i appreciated you as a as a teacher and why i was trying to learn from you which is just is that that old school way of teaching is on to, to me personally and in, in academia it's it is very opinionated and it's it's kind of like you know i never judge other people's teaching styles just because i wouldn't do it but i right. always do like to say okay with communications though i feel like we have kind of jurisdiction on how it should be taught which is right. it needs to mostly be hands-on written is also helpful but i feel like not necessarily written exams more you need to write down the notes and you need to prove to me by right. me saying okay go to camera two Mm-hmm. Well, you need to actually physically show camera too. Right. It's like with radio and podcasting or when you're teaching about audio, audio or video, you can tell me all day how great your storyboard is. You can tell me all day how great your script is. Mm-hmm. But can you film it? Can you create it? Can you cultivate it? Can you right. manage your actors? Can you manage your shots? Can you manage your camera people? In radio, you 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 can talk the talk all you want, which is kind of an ironic statement. <laughs> but right. once you get it's on the mic, it's pretty kind much of, radio. Yeah, that is. <laughs> but once you get on the mic, it's a different story because you sound different on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Your presence sounds different. Everything is is different. So if you had advice, if if you're giving this advice to you know future students that are coming and who want to be in communications what would you what would you say to them what would you say about communications the beauty of it where where it's going right now it's always going to go up and i've always said that the technology will always change it's always going to change but the fundamentals are going to remain the same right right it's just going to be a different way of doing it but cameras you got to set your white balance you got to set the lighting Right? right, no matter what kind of camera you have, an 8K camera, 4K camera, whatever. Yeah, right. You still got to do what it, what you need to do in order to get the professional ideal shot right. that you need. So that's what I say. The technology will always change, but hold on to the fundamentals. Right, hold on. The preparation. Yeah. The, and I, we'd like communication because yeah, it's more hands on. It's not yeah. the <laughs> turn your books to uh, three hundred and ninety four. We're gonna go. You are going to sit there in silence while I seven. lecture in a monotone voice for three and a half hours <laughs> yes. about advanced calculus. <laughs> yes. The one class that I have, it's uh, the principles of communication class. Yeah, that I'm trying to make because that that you'd be amazed at high school kids uh, that come in because it's. All first year students need to take this course. So they're, they're making that transition from high school to college. And we go over resume and cover letter writing. And I that's always so start. That's so valuable. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's everything. I wish I yes. had that class. Yeah. And I start by saying, who knows how to write a business letter? 
crickets. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. To whom this may oh concern. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we go over all that stuff. I tell them, listen, the first impression, they don't know what you look like. They don't know what you sound like. They're judging you first and foremost by how you write and what you write on these cover letters and resumes. So you got to check your shit. Yeah. You got once you finish go over and read it again. But of course it some goes in one ear and out the other and then I have the assignment where they have to go apply for a job. They have to find uh they have to find a job and they have to write a cover letter and a resume for that specific job. That means they got to change the wording mm-hmm. in their resumes for the keywords that are in that job description. Oh boy. Right? I get misspellings galore. I get, I, I have it's 2019. I know. You can't even just do spell check. Like yeah. even spell check doesn't work because a person had a letter and at the end it said, let me know when you want a discus. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Discus spelled correctly. Yeah. Y'all ready to discus? I think, <laughs> you want, right? I think you want to discuss it. Yeah. Mm. They just get a, like yeah. a male discus to them. Here is your discus. Here's your discus. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's, per so, your letter. So, that's why they got to read over their stuff. I've had skills listed as getting stuff done. Because <laughs> you posted that on <laughs> Getting stuff done? Getting stuff yeah. done. Right. Oh, man, this kid gets right. stuff done. I love right. seeing that. <laughs> I was right like, communicating yeah. well. I know this. These are not I, skills. They are expectations. You should be communicating good. Communicating <laughs> 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 goodly. Goodly. Yeah. Yeah. I speak words it's like, good, right? imagine they're looking at those two resumes. I mean, this yeah. guy's got a PhD, but this right. guy not only... Does he get stuff done? He communicates. He goodly. communicates good. They gotta go with him. He right. communicates good. Fuck the PhD. Yeah. Right. You communicate right. goodly, or you star. Okay. That's, he that's, also that's, has expertise in Microsoft Word, <laughs> yes. so we're really gonna have to yeah, do something right. with this guy. I could change font sizes. He, right. like, he, he knows how to read and write. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I'm very I can excel like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That really is. Well, you know, your students are so unbelievably lucky to have you. They really are. Thank. And uh, yeah. they all of them speak so highly of you. And um, I feel like a student now. Thanks for yeah, teaching yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard some things too. Yeah. He's well, like, great. Really great. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. the 10% fee. <laughs> right. We can let you hold the gold yeah, microphone. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, trade I, the microphone for the Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, the, the way I'll, the light's the, hitting the Emmy right now. Oh, from my the God. Oh, it looks great. Extra beautiful. Yeah, it does look extra beautiful. Very mysterious. If you want to just leave it here for a little while, yeah, we, we say that only we would one. I have friends that work the Olympics and stuff, and that's always a given for uh, yeah. You're like, all right, Emmys. He's got yeah. like Emmys. He's got like four or five Emmys. Can just, I borrow one? Like in a row. Yeah. You know, like, huh. It's almost like when you yeah <laughs> when you submit your stuff in, you're like, what are we submitting? Again? Oh, it's uh, the Olympics. And oh, fuck it, damn. Yeah, You just get exhausted. You're like, win. oh, I have to buy a thing to hold yeah. all of my Emmys. <laughs> this <laughs> <Right>. is ridiculous. <laughs> so two moments of clarity. That, yeah. So it was the recent student award, the student Emmys that yes. we the, the school won seven of them. Ooh. And I think that Ooh. that puts in perspective um, when they see us with these awards, instructors with these awards. Now they know the work that's involved yeah, and you know, getting a, an accomplishment like that. Second, uh, I still freelance. Um, every once in a while I'll go and, and produce new England revolution soccer. And 
Craft Sports uh, and the guy that's in, in charge of that has been really good about letting me bring students up there mm-hmm. to observe. And I had a student come up and observe. And she sat next to me while I produced the game. And she told me afterwards, like, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I was watching you and observing. And there was a moment where we had to make a decision on who the player of the game was and who to interview. And I'm saying to myself, it's got to be the goalie. It's got to be the goalie. And then you said, we have to do the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, that just put things in perspective. And this is what I want to do now. Wow. wow. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Be be a leader. Be a leader nice. and be comfortable in the decisions that you make. Make a decision. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really cool. And that's what makes yeah, it fun. Yeah, that's nice. That's it what is. makes it fun. It is. When they have those, uh, when they have those moments. moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have those little aha moments. That's what we like to call it as, as teachers. Right? <laughs> that's right. Their, their aha moment where they're like, this Light is super cool. Bulb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they realize the power that they have when... You know, it, when when it comes to editing software, we're recording on Adobe Audition right now, and and you know, when people look at this software, they see all these numbers and these symbols, and like, what does the DB mean, or what does this mm-hmm. mean? And I tell them, listen, it looks really scary and intimidating. It's actually not, because that's not the scary and intimidating part. Learning the tools is the easy part. All right, learning the tools, mm-hmm. you can just transfer wherever. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're eventually going to learn what all that shit means. It's what you do with the tools that's the tough part because we can't teach you how to do that. We can't teach you how to listen. Like when you listen to audio and when I listen for things and I listen to people's voices and how I EQ it and do the compression and edit it, I actually have to listen and just kind of make it up as I go along Mm -hmm. because there's no protocol for like when a player does this, for example, the shot has to exactly be this every single time. Mm-hmm. Like it's you have to art. do this. It, it is an art. <laughs> right. That's the tougher part. So it, I think it's important for students to realize that technology, that's just the tools. But what you do with the tools, that's that's something special. Right. That's something that's, that's mm-hmm. your career. That's your legacy. On your tombstone, it doesn't say he knew how to use these tools. <laughs> she knew how to use these tools. It's He got your, shit done. He got shit done. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he communicates goodly. Uh, he, so on like... On your tombstone, what it what it's going to be is your legacy, and your legacy is always going to be okay. What did you do with the tools that you were given? Mm-hmm. That's what it always is, yeah. and uh, I think that's really incredible that they get to kind of watch you and observe you and see what you do with your tools, especially with your production company and you producing these games. Yeah, it's a really incredible thing. It really yeah, is. That's fun. Yeah. If uh, people are interested in wanting to be taught by somebody like Wayne, uh, what school can they go to? They can go to the University of New Haven. Mm. <laughs> and also, uh, again, how could people follow you too? How could people follow me? Oh, I gotta get my uh, over forty glasses again. No. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter, yeah. Twitter, it's at w underscore e underscore production, and Instagram, Insta, it's uh, Wayne Edwards production, all one word. That's and lit. Production is singular, not uh, not plural. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for coming on and speaking goodly and, and getting shit done. Okay. This has been fun. Yeah. Been at fun. Maxwell's Magic Hour. At Maxwell's Magic Hour. At Christian Turn Turnquist. Turn Turn Jesus, Man, you've known me Turnquist. for three years. You're still fucking it up. It's not difficult. Turnquist. Turn. 
Quist. Turn the quist. Q-U-I-S-T. You see that quist? You turn it. That's how you spell it. That's, that's a good way <laughs> to remember it. If I had a nickel, it. man. At Maxwell McFly and at Pebs1077. That should be good. And do not forget to follow Wayne Edwards and his continuous career. He's he's He, he keeps Thanks plugging away. Still in. plowing, man. Yeah, still, still plowing. plowing. He does not good. stop. And again, thank you so much for coming on the uh, coming on the show. We've had a great this time with fun. you. This was great. Yeah, it's perfect. Thanks, guys. All right, Wayne Edwards, guys. It's fantastic. And uh, Christian. Bye. <laughs>